I'm Michaela Pochner, Associate Editor, Precision Farming Dealer. Welcome to the latest episode of the Precision Farming Dealer podcast. New episodes of this series are available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to get an alert when upcoming episodes are released. Developing technology to advance global agriculture amid a changing climate is at the heart of Canadian ag tech company Clean Seed Capital's mission. The company aims to improve soil health worldwide using its Smart Seeder Max no-till planter, allowing farmers to feed a growing population far into the future. In the second installment of our two-part series with Colin Rush, Clean Seed Capital's Chief Operating Officer, Colin talks about the company's roots in regenerative agriculture and strategic focus in 2022 and beyond. My name is Colin Rush. I'm the Chief Operating Officer for Clean Seed Agricultural Technologies. And we are the makers of world's first uh, smart seeder and, and known as the Smart Seeder Max. It's a very different and revolutionary uh, planting and seeding technology that uh, does a lot of different changes in, in the way we, we interact with the ground. We are a true no-till uh, one-pass machine that allows you to put precision seeds down along with precision um, metering of uh, dry fertilizer and we allow you to change where that uh, fertilizer goes in relation to the seed based on your soil conditions, moisture, etc. We also have a very different way of accessing that data that make it actionable down to an extremely high resolution. So we, we have up to five different products in the field and we can meter those out of 300 independent control points on our 60-foot machine allowing you to basically become a giant printer across the field. And speaking of that, I know you guys at the company released that 15-minute documentary about regenerative agriculture and no-till. Could you talk a little bit about the Clean Seed Capital's history and how your beginnings are rooted in no-till and those regenerative agriculture practices? And so you're talking about Earth on the Edge. It's a 15-minute uh, documentary that we did, we did uh, put out here before Christmas. And the issue was, um, you know, how did we get here into existing agriculture practices and what has it done to our soil structure? You can't see an article, whether it be in, in the Wall Street Journal or, or any of the agronomic, uh, that don't talk about soil. Our soil health is a key to really feeding our future. And Clean Seed Capital Group actually was started by uh, Dr. Noel Lempier, and he just turned 100 this year, and he actually still actually does some engineering for our company. Uh, just a fascinating history of, of the man, but he was the first uh, to you know, really uh, testify in the 1980s in front of the, uh, the U.S. Senate and uh, to talk about conservation tillage uh, and bringing some of those practices, uh, regenerating some of those uh, grasslands uh, that had kind of been wasted through, um, through erosion uh, you know, through the U.S. Midwest. Uh, and he came up with really an early version of, of the current Smart Cedar Max opener. And we've probably gone through about 17 iterations to get it to kind of the final iteration design. But it, w- it was designed to do uh, minimum soil disturbance, but you're doing fracturing of the soil uh, underneath, getting through that three to four inch uh, hard plow pan that we're, we're, we almost have to scrape that we're used to having to rip and turn over. Um, that allows you to uh, build organic matter, creates pore space so you can access the water table, rain can penetrate better on here, but it also allows you to do different placements or fertilizing seed. So Dr. Lempier started the company. His son, uh, um, Graham Lempier, uh, decided to complete his vision and, and really 
said, hey, there's a market to take this technology to build a, a large-scale machine that really does things differently. Um, and uh, we wanted to pursue that vision, add a lot of extra value, which we have in the Smart Cedar Max. Um, and in 2012, um, uh, uh, Graham uh, took the company public here in, in Canada. We're on the junior venture exchange here in Canada uh, in order to fund the development of the Smart Cedar. And, and that's, uh, there was a lot of new technology. There's not one technology on there that uh, hasn't been developed by CleanSeed. So everything from our own electrical uh, circuit boards that we built to our own software development, to our own uh, air systems. Everything on here was developed and built by CleanSeed. So it was a tremendous undertaking where you, you think in hindsight, maybe a little bit silly and naive of us to say well, we could do that, but it's taken 10 years of a very small dedicated team. Um, but now we have a, a unit that just has incredible range in, in, in doing agronomics. But the whole point was to disrupt agriculture, to say, let's use the soil um, to its best of its ability. Let's build organic matter. Let's make sure that erosion uh, isn't an issue. Let's maximize nitrogen efficiency. And at the end of the day, uh, let's, uh, let's get away from really the planting and seeding technologies, which, which we've been using for 50 years. And there wasn't really a way out of, of, of what they did. We still needed to grow food. So this is what I would consider the first paradigm shift in, in uh, the ability to uh, sustain and grow uh, yields while decreasing inputs uh, in modern agriculture using that, that, that data in a true actionable sense. Um, and there's a lot of technology development out there, Michaela, that in agriculture that, you know, hey, I have an app, I'm going to let you look at your data. But in, in, in essence, there's very few out there that really create true actions to say, you know, what did they do to the field that was different than what I was doing before? So that was one of the key uh, drivers behind the Smart Cedar Max is we all wanted to give something back to agriculture uh, that was truly disruptive uh, in a value-add way that gave producers ultimate control over uh, not only what they grow, but how they grow it in a sustainable manner. And people have all of this data, but then what do you do with it? So it's, like you said, it's important that you're giving them a solution that actually allows them to see the impact of what they're doing. Uh, absolutely. You know, um, there's a lot of OEM companies out there talk about, you know, the, the data that comes off a planter. Um, but forgetting that, you know, all every one of those planters requires a separate fertility pass. Um, so if you're only counting half the issue and, and maximizing the data on there, um, are you truly providing a solution? The Smart Cedar Max allows you to, to give that same precision uh, as those planters have here, but also now doing it with fertility, micromanaged uh, over every, every row. Uh, it also allows you to place the seed and the fertilizer differently. Um, the problem with liquid, like you see on most planters, is it's active the second you put it on based on soil conditions. Uh, you may have to either cut back or increase that, but it, it's coming on even if it's on, on variable rate. It's only a very small uh, part of the fertility growing needs, and you have to either strip till, broadcast, band, uh, and hydrus uh, that growing needs. Here we're allowing you to put down everything from soil amendments, fertility, biologicals, herbicides, and precision planting of those seeds all in a single pass in a no-till setting, and there's really nothing on the market that can can uh, come close to the, the, the uh, advantages of the Smart Cedar Max. Oh, you mentioned that you guys are a publicly traded company. How does being a publicly traded company influence your practices and what you're doing? 
you look at startup world in Silicon Valley is um, ag technology has always been a really tough thing to get investors uh, in. So we took the company public in order to access that capital uh, in order to fund the development. And, and we know that agriculture has a long lead time for innovation. So if we only plant one crop a year, or even if we do a little bit of fall, you only have one or maybe two chances in order to prove that technology for a very narrow window. So if you have to make iteration changes here, uh, instead of, uh, I'm going to give you some money in, in, in Silicon Valley and in six months, I want to, you know, I want to see it work with a prototype. Well, when you're talking agriculture, you're talking, you know, five to 10 year development time for, for something as significant as this. So we, we, we took the company access to co- the access to capital. What's interesting is, is even though we're publicly traded, we're, we, we kind of call ourselves a, a privately held publicly traded company because I know 75% of our investors are farmers, are, are people in the ag industry and insiders in the company um, that want to see this technology uh, developed. Um, the good thing is, is we, we have that access to capital. Certainly some of the bad things are, is, is because we're public, we definitely need to disclose everything from our financials to a lot of what we're doing. Um, so there's certainly uh, upsides and downsides uh, to being it, but from a uh, bringing the technology to market, it was uh, what we needed to do in order to get us here. As a outside, we, we probably, we're probably narrowing in on, on uh, you know $25 million of investment in, in R&D over the last 10 years to get us here. Um, which, which, you know, is a sizable investment, uh, maybe not to some of the large OEMs that have, you know, you know multi-times that uh, budgets on the R&D side, uh, but for a very small team to develop this technology in-house uh, without having any alliance on anybody else, um, it uh, was just a tremendous undertaking, and we're very proud of what we've done. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that 75% of your investors are farmers because that seems like it would be unique um, support compared to some of those Silicon Valley companies that are just yeah. getting the the funding from whatever venture capital firm. Yeah, and, and, and the downside with those venture capital is, is they generally want their money back in a, in a relatively short period of time. They're, they're looking at you know, maybe you know, six to months to two-year type of money. We have very patient investors that, that they see the long game of what we're trying to accomplish with the smart seater max. Now, the, you know, the downside of it is we're not a very liquid company. So even though you know, we, we have uh, uh, you know, close to 80 million shares out uh, uh, on the exchange here, you might only see 8 to 10 to 15,000 traded, and that just shows how tightly we're held. And uh, because people don't want to sell their shares, they're waiting for the long game on it. Um, so we funded the company as we needed it. We haven't promoted the stock um, uh, like you see in, a, in a traditional promotion type things. Uh, and we've been focused on, on bringing out the, uh, the Smart Cedar Max now to, to the public. So, um, you know, we expect as we, as we fund our future growth uh, through profits and, uh, and uh, we'll be actually proceeding on a, uh, on a um, merger and acquisition path here for us to uh, vertically integrate some of our technologies and supply chains as well. Okay. And is that Clean Seed Capital would be acquiring companies? That would be correct. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly uh, looking on that. And because we have access to those public markets here, um, where, whereas, you know, more private companies are, are more held back by, um, you know, you know their available cash to purchase companies, et cetera. Um, we have access to, uh, to financing to rapidly grow the company, which is now we've got the, uh, the R&D cycles are complete when we're heading with commercialization. Uh, allows us to rapidly expand our sales and growth as a company worldwide. 
Before we get back to the conversation, I'd like to invite you to the upcoming Dealership Mind Summit in Iowa City, Iowa, July 26th through 27th. This two-day dealers-only conference offers knowledge-packed general sessions, panels, roundtable discussions, networking, and more. Mark your calendars for July 26th through 27th and register online at dealershipmindsummit.com. Now let's get back to the conversation as Colin discusses Clean Seed Capital's focus this year. Are there any particular technologies or sectors maybe where you would be looking at an acquisition or merger? Yeah, certainly. Right now, the Smart Seeder Max is, is the ultimate tool when you tell it what to do. So we think about variable rate. You have a uh, creation of a, of a shape file or a prescription file that might be done anywhere from six months to two weeks in advance based on, you know, might be a five-year average that happened on your farm. So, you know, based on the moisture that we've had, you should put this, this, this plant stand down, this amount of fertility down, et cetera. And they're also, they're all, all of those things are based on what happened in the past. Well, if you look at climate change, uh, drought, we go from drought to flood a lot faster than I think anybody has ever thought in five year models. The ability to integrate real time sensors uh, is, is key. We're not there yet where we can, you know, do um, you know, real time reading of, uh, of fertility needs uh, uh, in the field yet, but there's a lot of things uh, that, uh, that companies are, are mapping, measuring through sensors that essentially can enhance the ability of the Smart Zero Max. So we're going to be looking uh, uh, a lot at the integration of, of sensors. We talked about our edge computing system. We built that uh, system to uh, take those uh, those type of readings from sensors in real time, uh, do the calculations and the algorithms in, in AI and machine learning, uh, and, and basically uh, start to really enhance capabilities of the Smart Seater Max in real time. So we're, we're essentially real-time sensing, real-time applying, uh, and that technology is just going to grow. Um, and if you look at the capabilities, you know, we're not doing it on a traditional planting and seeding model. We're doing it through essentially this giant printer that we have control over uh, down to the millisecond in terms of rate changes, in terms of, uh, you know, everything from depth to uh, fertilizer and, and seed placement uh, in the furrow. So um, everything, every crop uh, on the planet starts with the seed and the fertility to go down, uh, and that really starts your yield potential. Uh, and the Smart Seeder Max is really the first uh, unit out there to push the boundaries on that. Mm-hmm. Sounds like lots of exciting opportunities ahead. Very much so. What would you say is the company's focus in 2022? For 2022, our first customers are going to have the Smart Seeder uh, Max units. Uh, we have a, a big focus on on customer experience. Um, you know, we're a new company. Um, you know, we don't, we don't have the, uh, you know, the history on, uh, on the, the operations side that uh, a lot of the OEM and even the larger short-line companies have here. So what we've done uh, that is different um, is really take a page out of uh, some of the older short-line books where we had a lot of boots on the ground. Uh, so we have a lot of boots on the ground. We have mobile uh, uh, parts trailers here that are, mo- are roving around to make sure that we have everything from parts to engineering support uh, to uh, agronomy and sales uh, specialist report uh, specialist support uh, on the ground as our customers are are going through the planting and seeding. It, it is an investment in uh, certainly in in our operations, but more importantly, it's an investment in the success of the customer. So our, our biggest thing right now is we want to have, make sure that everybody who, uh, who uses a Smart Seeder Max 
has just the best year and, and just the most tremendous results here out of their experience using the Smart Tier Max. Uh, we're going to translate. We want to turn all of those uh, users into super advocates. They're going to tell everybody they know, uh, whether it's on social media or, or their neighbors uh, or, or their dealers, to say, hey, you should become a dealer for the Smart Tier Max. Um, look at what I can do with it. And that's, uh, that's really our focus for 2022. Um, operationally, our focus is to uh, grow our assets and integrate our supply chain uh, so we can even produce uh, more smart and maxes uh, for, for export. And then uh, finally, just to round out some of those exciting R&D opportunities we talked about for future integration of, of uh, sensors and, uh, and AI and machine learning as well. And you mentioned the customer experience being at the heart of what you're doing this year. And one of the things I wanted to ask was how you plan to compete with the major line equipment manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that is going to play a big part in it. Yeah, certainly. I mean, uh, the, the the dealers, the OEM dealers out there um, play, a, play a big role uh, in making the OEMs look good. You know, the OEMs have backed away from that direct responsibility in the field. Uh, that they have played, you know, in the in the decades in the past. I started out with those companies, and I, I certainly, uh, you know, n- knew it as it backed away from that direct contact with the customers. Uh, so we're going to maintain that that focus that direct the customers here. And, and again, you know, this isn't going to be a a dollars and cents. You know, oh, well, this machine costs this. This machine costs this. This is going to be a demonstration of the fact that the the OEMs and the larger short lines can compete with the capabilities. Uh, of the Smart City Max because there really is nothing like it on the planet. We've got a very strong intellectual property and, and patent position worldwide uh, for all the technologies on the Smart City Max here, and we intend to uh, um, you know to keep those advantages in there. But more importantly, you know we we want to work directly one on one with those customers and and our distribution partners here, um, and really to to have the best success on on their farms. And that is fundamentally different than kind of the, this top-down driven OEM type of influence that you're seeing today uh, from a lot of the, uh, the major companies in, in North America and abroad. Just in general, what do you see as the future of farming? Yeah, well, that's, that's a crystal ball we keep renewing every, every, every year. And if you look at, you know, look at what's coming out, we're going to get to a point that you know, there is no more land. So uh, farmers are going to have to uh, look at every advantage they can to, to farm every square foot of, the, of those fields uh, and to produce it. Certainly, um, you know, the seed companies, uh, genetics are going to play uh, an increasing role in the future. You know, tolerances for pests, tolerances for drought, um, you know, for, uh, for different field conditions, uh, that's going to give you a bit of a gain. But right now, you know, we're essentially still using the practices of, of, of 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago to plant those seeds. And yes, we have amazing spray technology, seeing spray technology on here, but they're essentially treating uh, pests and conditions in the field after that seed has been planted. And you only get one chance to plant that seed uh, and, and put the fertility in place. And that's, that, that begins your 100% of your yield potential. Everything goes downhill after that. So, you know, we... We believe that, uh, you know, getting down to allowing farmers to almost get this plant level, plant by plant uh, basis of uh, technology uh, to say not only every seed that goes in, but are we providing the fertility uh, based on, on, on the soil conditions foot by foot. We know that the agronomy is just going to get more and more increased. You know, that data can be more actionable. 
Um, and there really hasn't been a lot of action in planting and seeding in terms of changing the way we've been doing things. Um, we know that things like autonomy uh, are going to play a, a big role. We know that labor is harder and harder to access, especially skilled labor. But that just eliminates one part of it. Uh, that, that, that essentially eliminates people. Uh, it doesn't change the value proposition to how that, that, uh, that seed and that fertility went in the ground. So although autonomy, <laughs> robotics is very important, it eliminates you know, a variable cost uh, for a producer. Um, the, the true game is, is in the economy and basically pushing the boundaries of planting and seeding and fertility and so on and it's into the field uh, on, a, on basically in a sustainable manner at the best cost and value for your operation. And, you know, I think all those technologies that start utilizing data but have an actionable quality quality to it, I believe that's where the true gains in agriculture is going to be in farming uh, for the next uh, decade or two. I had spoken with somebody um, who is an agronomist and a professor at a university here in the U.S., and he said a similar thing about the real gains are going to be in closing that yield gap for those places around the world that just aren't, the land isn't producing up to its potential, and that's really what's going to um, make the biggest impact for agriculture moving forward. I would agree with that. Um, you know, we, we, we have come to there, you know, countries like, if you look at like India, um, you know, they, they do produce a lot of crops, but their cropping practices are very unsustainable. Um, you know, some of that is, is, is a technology divide on, on, on the types of things they're using and the ability to get your last year's crop residue, um, but their use of water, flood irrigation, and, and how they're applying fertilizer is just completely unsustainable. It's, it's, it's practices where we were in North America, you know, decades ago that we knew were not unsustainable. You know, so I think uh, the nice thing about the Smart Seeder Max is it's not a 60-foot machine. It's, 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 it's a one uh, roll machine that can be expanded to any size. Um, and and it, that, that same no-till ability that with that sawtooth culture that cuts and parts the residue, the ability to meter that like a printer over top of every row can go in any market uh, in the world uh, for any crop condition. Um, so, you know, we're pretty excited to, uh, to, to start working with partners and, and we're actually sending out some very small units here for, uh, uh, for evaluation uh, to uh, other global areas this year. So we're pretty excited to start uh, showing some announcements here later this year on uh, on uh, some partners with uh, companies around the world to bring the smart seeder technology to those areas, just like you've talked about, which is they're, they're not using uh, their their soil and and their their farms to, to even uh, even twenty percent of their potential right now. That's exciting. Was there anything else you wanted to mention that we haven't talked about? It's very exciting to uh, to be talking with you, and and again, you know, on that education side, uh, we we just want to educate people that there are alternatives. Uh, out there than to the same equipment that you've uh, been purchasing for a long time. Uh, and, and we have tremendous dealer opportunities right now, especially in the United States and Canada. We're narrowing in on closing it out. We are working overseas as well with uh, in Australia and a few other places to start setting up those dealer networks. But um, uh, if you want to get on the ground floor, uh, send us a note um, and uh, we'd be happy to talk to you or to any of your customers about what Smart Cedar Max can do for you. That's it for today's episode. If you missed part one of my conversation with Colin, go to precisionfarmingdealer.com slash podcast to listen. 
You'll hear a lot more about the Smart Cedar Max and Clean Seed Capital's dealership network. Your feedback about every episode is always welcome, so leave me a comment on our website, send me an email at mpaulkner at lustermedia.com, or give me a call at 262-777-2441 to share your thoughts. From all of us here at Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Associate Editor Michaela Pockner. Thanks for listening.